Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Good morning, ladies, or maybe it's evening. I don't know, whatever it might be for you. Um, But I just wanted to welcome you back to the Resilient Podcast. This is Shelby Mossman here. And today we're going to be talking about sisterhood. Um, Yesterday was International Women's Day. I think that's what it's called. (laughs) Uh, International Women's Day. And it was a beautiful time of just celebrating women and different accomplishments that women have made and what makes us unique and how God created us and just the beauty of womanhood. And I love that. Um, But what it sparked me to think about in recording this week's podcast was this idea of sisterhood and women walking together in relationship and how important it is to walk in relationship with other women. Um, But then also, yeah, what that should look like. How do we do that in a healthy way? So I see the Bible talks about this a lot, actually, maybe not in specific (laughs) sisterhood language, but um, God does speak into this topic. And so I actually pulled some scriptures that I think are really powerful for this. And I want to start with James 5. Uh, The whole chapter, honestly, is really about community and walking together and pointers on what that looks like. But I'm going to focus on uh, verses 13 through 15 here. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. So yeah, I think this passage, there's so much more to it, but it really gives us a glimpse into what walking in sisterhood in community should look like. And um, this is really talking about the highs and lows of life. And when someone is struggling, they need to pray. It says, if anyone is among you in trouble, let them pray. But then in addition to that, it's like, the reality is when somebody is in trouble, sometimes they struggle to pray. When my closest friends and family members are struggling, I come around them and I cover them in prayer because sometimes they feel alone or sometimes they don't have words anymore. Maybe they've been battling something for a long time and praying is hard for them at this point. Um, We as a sisterhood are supposed to come around each other and pray when someone in our midst cannot pray. And so I feel like this is even not just a command for someone personally, but for us as a community is when someone is struggling, they need to pray. Okay, well, when they're in trouble, I need to pray with them. I need to pray for them. I need to partner with them in that place. And not only in struggle, but then also in rejoicing. So then it also goes on to say, uh, is someone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. So when someone is rejoicing, they should lift up songs of praise. And guys, it's the same concept. We should 
join with them in celebrating. We should lift our voices in praise as well. We should be the first ones to champion each other as women and celebrate when someone is celebrating. I think so. it's so easy for us to get competitive with each other or to feel jealous of somebody's excitement. But that just brings us each down. It doesn't help us grow. It doesn't help us strengthen one another. Really, God wants us to... Um, rejoice with each other and when someone is celebrating even if it's not easy for you I encourage you to celebrate that thing for them even if it's not a feeling that you feel like I want to celebrate I encourage you to do it with your words anyway because a lot of times our heart actually follows our actions we have to almost tell our heart how to feel sometimes and so as a community of women as a sisterhood um, let's celebrate one another let's lift up songs of praise when someone is worshiping and excited and yeah like celebrating let's do that together Um, And then it goes on to say that if someone is sick, they should invite the elders of the church to come and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And a prayer offered in faith will make them well. The Lord will raise them up. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. And I find this very powerful too, because it gives us a picture of even reaching out in community. Um, It's so important when you are struggling, whether it be for physical healing or for something else, to um, invite leaders or people in your community or your sphere um, into that place. People that maybe you trust. It's so important when you're struggling to invite people in. It's so much easier, I think, especially in our culture now more than ever in 2021 to isolate and to um, go through hardship alone. Uh, I know even personally, when I am struggling, I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to get by myself. Um, But then you don't give your sisterhood the opportunity to come around you and cover you with what is needed. You don't even give them the opportunity to love you well because they don't know what you're walking through. And so it's so important to invite, yeah, specific leaders that you trust or people that you trust, friends, into your battle, uh, whether that be for physical healing, emotional wellness, uh, whatever you're facing, and let them be a part of your healing process. Let them be a part of that journey with you in the midst of deep pain. I've seen friends do this. I've seen friends open up their hearts in the midst of loss and and struggle and their deepest, most painful moments, and it's created a depth of relationship that could not have been built any other way, even if it was not something that they would have chosen. Um, But yeah, your community, they want to believe for healing with you. They want to contend with you. Uh, They want to offer up those prayers of faith. It's so important to invite others in. Um, And when we walk in a sisterhood, it's so good to have other people praying for us. I feel like that's such a huge piece of walking in a Christian sisterhood. Um, is that idea of actually praying for each other, encouraging each other, holding each other accountable and serving alongside each other. Those are like some key things that I think are so valuable that we get only if we choose to walk in community. And I remember because I was a missionary kid for 12 years. And so for most of my growing up years, uh, we lived overseas and we lived far away from family. Um, 
but we also, my parents, they raised support. And so they had so many people praying for our family and they would send out periodic updates about what was going on in our ministry, but then also what was going on with each of us kids. And I remember my mom saying when we actually moved back to the United States and we're no longer in missions, she's like, I actually could feel the difference of having a community praying for us and then coming back off the mission field a lot of times we're just not as intentional to just pray for our everyday believer but we're more intentional to pray for the missionaries that we know and so i think a lot of the prayer support that my family was getting dropped off and my mom communicated like yeah i could feel a huge difference and i didn't realize that that was something that i would experience and i think that gives such a good picture because sometimes when we pray it feels so disconnected from the person i can sit here and i can pray for you um even when i'm not with you but it feels kind of like i'm just throwing up prayers into the air and the reality is that's not true we're covering one another we're standing in the gap for one another. We're when one of us is weak, we're actually being strength for each other when we come to the Lord in prayer for each other. And that's just one area of praying, but encouragement is the same thing. When someone is weak, they need someone else to be their strength for them. Obviously, the Lord, we need to lead into lean into the Lord, but I believe that he has also created us for human relationship. And he's created us in these human relationships to be modeled after how we could interact with him. And it's a way to see tangible um, evidence of what our relationship with God should look like. And so, yes, God can meet every need, but I actually think he created us to have relationship. And so he doesn't let himself fulfill every need. He wants us to have some of those needs fulfilled in one another. And that can be through friendship, through marriage, through so many different things. But specifically right now, we're just talking about, um, yeah, we're just focusing in on sisterhood and and girlfriend relationships. Um, But yeah, accountability is another thing. And I'm not even going to jump into that today because I think that's a whole nother topic in and of itself. I will do a separate episode just on accountability because it is so huge. It's so important. And I've learned that the longer I've lived, how valuable accountability is, how loving it is, how much it deepens relationships. Um, But yeah, anyways, community meets spiritual and practical needs for us. When someone is struggling, we can bring them a meal. We can um, help financially. All these different things that we can do in relationship among each other, both physical and spiritual. Um, But as we talk about this, and I kind of mentioned this like a minute ago, but there's such an important distinction here when it talks about inviting the elders to come and pray for them. So calling the elders to come when they need healing. And I would believe, or I would say that it's the same with you and I as we walk in relationship with others around us, whether it be with leaders, mentors, friends, whatever it might be, you have to invite those people into your life. They're not just going to pop up out of nowhere. That can happen, but you have to make an effort. You have to initiate. You have to allow those people into your life or there will never be a depth of relationship. And I hear so often like from people over the years and in ministry, I've heard from so many different people like, oh, I feel like I don't have relationships. It's so hard because like, oh, no one ever reaches out to me. 
But often I ask the question, do you reach out to others? <laughs> like if if you're sad because no one reaches out to you, I hope that you're reaching out to others consistently. And I have a hard time believing they're just straight up saying, no, I don't want to be around you. That's not common. I think a lot of times we sit in a, honestly, just complacency and we sit there hoping somebody will jump into our life. But we actually have to invite the people that we want in our sisterhood. We have to invite them in, whether that be a mentor, a leader, or a friend, any of those things. You can't expect your your pastor or your friends to always know what's going on in your life unless you invite them into that space. And even then, like you have to communicate. You can't just expect people to know all the time. Um, I found when I moved to Canada, because I'm an American and I love Canada. It has become very much home to me. But something that was really interesting when I first moved here was that a lot of times like I would go to coffee with somebody or go to get to know someone and I would ask a million questions and a lot of people would not ask questions in return. And so I would kind of sit there just like, okay, well, I don't know. Are you ever going to ask me questions? And I remember other Americans, actually, we talked about this later and we had the same experience. And um, what I ended up starting to do, because I was like, I have a hard time believing you don't want to know me. Like, I want to get to know you and I think you want to get to know me or you wouldn't be going for coffee with me. And so what I started doing was just offering up information instead of just waiting to be asked because I wasn't being asked, I would just offer up information. I would come in and I would ask a bunch of questions, but then I would just say, yeah, so this is what's going on in my life. And then the the people were happy to ask questions when I kind of initiated that. And what I found is like, it just was a different cultural norm and how we communicate looked different. And I had to open myself up and I had to put my heart out there to let myself be seen. And when I did that, it was worth it because then it opened the door for tons of relationships to flourish. And all it took was me stepping out of the box and just offering up information instead of getting hurt and saying, oh, well, obviously this person doesn't want to get to know me. So I might as well just, you know, stop going to coffee with them. Like all they do is sit and answer my questions. I could have become bitter and shut myself off, but instead I chose a different approach and there was so much beauty in it and it it broke the ice. It opened the door for deep relationship. And so open up yourself and allow a community of women to come into your walk. Allow them into your life. Allow them to walk in relationship with you. Like I mentioned before, God did not create us to walk alone. As soon as we think that we can do it alone, we get ourselves into trouble. I actually heard someone say once that when we sin, we typically pull away from God and other people immediately. That's like our natural instinct when we have fallen into sin is is to distance ourselves from God and the people that we have in our life. And it actually, that displays the importance of those two things in our lives and how valuable they are. And walking together in community, it actually isn't just a great thing, but it's actually deepening the work of salvation in our lives. It's not that it's getting us saved. We, we, you get saved when you give your life to Jesus, but it actually helps you to deepen the work of salvation because, um, we get to grow together. 
We get to go deeper in God. We get to learn from one another things that we never knew. We get to deepen our understanding of who Jesus is and strengthen our relationship with God. And so walking in a sisterhood, it it's not just a good thing, but it actually deepens our entire relationship with Jesus if we do it well, obviously. If we do it well, that's kind of like the asterisk. <laughs> obviously, that's super important because there can be unhealthy relationships among any people, but even specifically among females with each other. But if we do it well in a God-honoring way, even if we're not perfect, it's going to deepen the work of salvation in our lives. Um, and walking in that, it gives room for friendship, mentorship, discipleship, all those things. It actually, it paves the way to create a loving relationship. And it, it honestly helps us establish who we are. It helps us establish our identity as Christian women, but just in life and discover our purpose. So many things um, I have discovered about myself through walking in relationship with other women and even my purpose in life and what I'm passionate about. A lot of that has grown from a place of relationship with other people around me. And yeah, it helped me determine what I'm good at and what I like. <laughs> so what it boils down to is you don't have to be alone. Victory and failure both don't have to just rest on your shoulders. We can do this together and we don't have to carry these burdens alone. Ladies, let's come together in relationship. Let's carry each other's burdens. If there's someone among us that looks like they're walking alone, let us leave the group and go find them and help them walk in relationship and be that bridge for them. Um, if you're going to be real with people, they're going to be real with you. If you're going to be honest about your emotions, both the good and the bad and, and who you are to the core, you're going to get that in return. Um, I know it can be hard to know how to walk together, but God so desires to do that, us to do that. Um, he actually gives us a roadmap and there's so many verses in the Bible, but I just want to kind of finish off this whole talk, because now I've encouraged you to walk in community. I've given you some value, but I want to finish by showing us how do we walk in relationship together in a healthy way. And God paints this picture for us in Romans 12, 9 through 18. And I'm just going to go through it little chunk by chunk because it is so good. It, it literally shows us how we should walk together in a healthy way as women of God. Okay. So it says, verse 9, let us be sincere. Oh, I love that it starts with that. Sincere, genuine would be another word for that. Let's be real, guys. Let's be genuine. Let's be sincere. Be who you are. Like I love, love must be sincere. Yeah, just come to the table as you are. That's the healthiest thing you can do. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to look like something else. Don't... Try to create this perfect picture of what your life looks like. Just come as you are and be loved. And let's give love sincerely and, and offer that so people feel safe to be themselves. Anyway, that's just verse 9. That's the start of verse 9. But I love that it starts there. And then it says, hate what is evil and cling to what is good. It just shows what we should value. Um, and you can find that all through scripture the difference between evil and good. If you don't know, look at Proverbs. It'll help you walk that out. But let's, yeah, let's get evil out of our midst in relationship and let's cling to what we know is good. 
Verse 10, be devoted to one another in love and honor one another above yourselves. And I think this is another key to walking in healthy relationship is putting others before yourself. If you are walking into a relationship just looking for what you can get out of it, you're going to leave very broken and you're going to hurt other people. I would encourage you with every relationship you're walking in, love others more than you're coming in for what is best for you. Honor others above yourselves. Put their needs first. Put their like the things that they value first. And if we're all doing that, because I think our concern is like self-care and well, what about my needs? And I've done that before and I've been hurt. If we're all doing that for each other, ladies, then we are actually going to all experience it on the receiving end. But when we're all concerned about fighting for our own and getting what we need, we are going to hurt people and be hurt by people so again let's honor one another above ourselves devoted to one another in love then it says lacking in or never lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the lord oh it's so good let's walk in relationship to walk passionate for the lord then verse 12 be joyful in hope patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Verse 13, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Okay, there was so much in those two verses, but I can't just go through it all. Guys, let's be patient and walk through heavy things together. Be faithful in prayer and joyful as we hope for more together. And then let's share with those who are in need. If we have the ability to fulfill a sister's need, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's give of ourselves and our finances and our resources, whatever that might look like. Maybe you don't have finances. Maybe for you, it looks like giving your time or even like a thoughtful gift, a prophetic word. I don't know. But let's share with the people who are in need and practice that hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And I love this because it's kind of here getting into not just like the good, good, good part of walking in a sisterhood, but then those who persecute you, you're supposed to bless. And so when you come into conflict with one another, if it does get really ugly, let's not get at each other's throats, even if we have a right to say things about a person who has wronged us. Let's bless them. You know, let's not curse. Let's bless the women around us, both with our words, our actions, our attitudes, all of that. And then I love these verses. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And live in harmony with one another. Oh, it's so important. Guys, I talked about this earlier, but let's rejoice when someone is rejoicing. Let's champion each other. Let's mourn with those who mourn. Like when something is really hurting someone or they're walking through something hard or they they are broken, let's mourn with them. Let's genuinely work toward empathy where we can walk so closely with them that it hurts us like it hurts them. Don't be afraid to carry each other's burdens. I think sometimes we can get so distant from each other or because we've, we have our own hurts, it can be easy to wall our heart up so that we don't mourn when someone else mourns because I'm already mourning myself. And obviously, there is, there is health to this. There's a certain level of um, wisdom in that. You can't just 
carry everything for everyone, but let's not wall up our hearts. Let's keep them very soft so that we can love well. Okay, verse 16. Oh, I said, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. I love this too, because sometimes as women, whether it be in high school, in college, or even just even later in life as moms or whatever, we can sometimes get a little, uh, I don't know, into this comparison game. We can get a little uppity, like, oh, I'm too good for you, or oh, I can't associate with that person because it would look like this for me. It would reflect this way. Ladies, let's leave that behind. Some of the most beautiful hearts that I've seen in women are these girls who have friends like I've, I've known these gorgeous girls who have their life made and everything put together and they're willing to have deep friendship with these people that people literally go how are they friends and guys that just reflects kind of our own hearts and <laughs> what we value and what we say is important and what should be in friendship but those people have blessed me so much. Those people who are friends with anyone, no matter who it is and what they are like and what they, what things they do that people like or don't like. Let's leave that at the door. If we want to walk in a healthy, God-honoring sisterhood, we have to be willing to love regardless of, I don't even want to say popularity because it sounds so silly, but what the world values, I guess. Separate ourselves from that and just love people genuinely for what they bring to the table, who they are, and how God sees them. Okay, last couple verses here. Do not repay evil with evil and be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And then the last verse. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. All right, so if we're wronged, don't repay it with evil. It's just not worth going there. It's not worth going down that road. But then also, I love that it finishes in verse 18 with this. If as far as it depends on you. So obviously not everything is within your control. You can't control other people and how they act and what they're going to do or not do and what they say or don't say. But whatever is in your control, live at peace with everyone. Let's do that, ladies. Let's do that in sisterhood, in relationship with each other. So I hope that that gives us a little bit of a roadmap. Obviously, there's so many ins and outs and specifics when we talk about relationship with one another. Um, there might be specific situations you're thinking of right now. If you have something that you need counsel or anything on, you can email me at info at resilientforthewomen.com. I'm happy to connect with you, but I hope this gives us an idea of just how to walk together and the importance of walking together as Christian women. Let's make each other better. Let's applaud one another. Let's celebrate each other. Let's love well and genuinely and sincerely. All right, so I'm just going to wrap up with that. Guys, God created us for relationship. We're not meant to be alone. So take that first step and build relationships with women around you. You can do this. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. 
this is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.